All right, Coach. Good morning. I, good morning. I have a confession to make. <gasps> confessions. I love confessions. <laughs> I'm tired of doing the introductions. Oh. Well, then. <laughs> you I didn't am. expect that, did you? <laughs> so this is what you get from our work together. It's like where truth confronts me. And she says, I'm not doing the introduction today. You know, we're at, I think, like episode 20-something. If people don't know who we are at this point, then, you know, go back and listen to number one. You know? <laughs> I mean, my name's Sherry. You're, you're a coach. In, in all reality, though, I mean, I think by this time, you know, we should be very familiar to the people that are listening to us. But just in case. Okay, go ahead. We are Gandalf Sherry, and Yoda. <laughs> Gandalf, Yoda, <laughs> Genius Communication, mm-hmm, Coach's mm-hmm. Corner, mm-hmm. Sherry Wilson, mm-hmm. Greg McNeil. You could actually call us the Adjustment Bureau. Ah, right? That's a good movie. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we are here to help you to make the adjustments in your life yeah. so that you can have what it is that you're looking for. Yep. Because that's what we're all about here. It's like, there's something that you want. If you're listening to this, there's something that you need. And you know what our investment is? Is helping you to get that. Mm-hmm. And we do it by first and foremost making sure that our own lives are a testimony to what we're bringing yes. to you. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of a single thing we've discussed, you know, in almost, a, well, might be over a dozen episodes that we are not living out. Yeah. And, uh, and really, the investment of time, I mean, we're extremely busy people. Yep. But we love doing this, and we love helping people. and. Mm-hmm. And so it's worth it, but I just thought I'd share that I, I don't like the interest. I don't want to do them anymore. But, you know, I might be different next week. <laughs> but I think it is important for people to understand where I'm a business consultant, you are, you've got all the letters and stuff, like I always say, past your name, to where you actually have the training, the skill, the experience, and the degrees mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to counseling and, and things like that. So just so people know, you know, it's not, a, you know, one's an armchair mentor, the other's legit, gets paid for what he does, and has some exciting things developing. <laughs> oh, let's get after it. But, okay, so like usual, let me, you know what, guys, let me give you some background, okay? So we sat down. We kind of catch up a little bit. Then coach starts talking. And before you know it, I'm like, hey, that sounds like a good episode. And then he throws out some truth bombs that explode. And I'm usually taking notes, huh, coach? Yeah, I am taking notes as we go. This morning was no different. So we're catching up, about to start recording. And he says this phrase right here. Bridge of incidents. So I write that down, and I want Coach to go ahead and just dive into what that is. Okay, so here we go. So let me just kind of like give a few examples because uh, I think they'll probably help. Mm-hmm. So first, we're going to take a fitness one. We're about to. We're in the holiday season, so before you know it, they're going to be talking to you about getting your health improved and get ready to go to the gym. So most people at this time have started and stopped numerous times on their health journey. And so when you reach a point in your life, let's say in your health journey, and you're saying to yourself, it's like, man, I don't know if I can stick with this diet, or I don't know if I can 
stick with this exercise program. And then you realize when you sit with yourself that you've quit mm-hmm. numerous times. Mm-hmm. And now what you're facing, because you're older now, mm-hmm. right? And you start to realize, is this something I really want? Yeah. So for you then, that bridge of incidents occurs at that moment when you realize that, am I going to maintain the Mm self-discipline in order to change my lifestyle so that I can enjoy the health and fitness that I want, the wellness that I want? Or am I going to silently make the same excuse? At this phase of your life, you know that one of those directions is going to change you forever. And the other one is going to send you spiraling down a road that you're just not likely to recover from. Which, I mean, with what we've seen of people literally dropping all over the place. That's right. uh, With COVID, you know, underlying conditions. And I think people forget, you know, not to get on a a box or anything, but uh, obesity is an underlying condition. So a lot of times when you're at that bridge of incidents, it literally can be a life or death decision. That's right. So and then the other one is, let's say you're in some kind of relationship and you keep saying, man, I just don't know whether or not if this is the right relationship for me. And then you look back over the course of your life and suddenly you notice it's like, you know what, I've, I've done this before. Mm. I've done this a number of times and I'm still not happy. I still feel a slight depression or anxiety because I'm not quite living the experience that I want out of that relationship. Right. The the individual that you may be with, they may have some great qualities, but it still doesn't mean that they're the right person for you. Yeah. But in your life previously, you've probably settled for it. Hey, Coach, your jacket's making a lot of noise. Ooh, let me take it off. <laughs> oh, she's got me coming out of my jacket right now, so it's about to get hot in here. <laughs> but you know, Coach, on, on the other side of that, too, it's funny, me and Mike were talking the other day, and um, we were telling my father-in-law, and this is just so people don't freak out, I'm a D personality. So that means if pushed, I can get extremely aggressive. Um, I try not to. I don't like to do that anymore. In the past, I didn't mind it at all. But uh, so we were talking about you know marriage, mm-hmm. and I said, "Man, I am so glad that we stuck it out those first three years when I hated your guts." Mm-hmm. And Mike's like, "Me too." And Gigi's <laughs> just looking like, "What on earth?" And I said, "Remember that time we threatened to kill each other?" Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she's like, what? "She's a true crime person, by the way, too." <laughs> I said, oh, yeah. I said, uh, we basically decided that was it. And I told him I was taking our son. And he said, I'll, I will kill you before you get our son. I said, no, I will kill you first. Mm-hmm. And we were serious. Mm-hmm. We were it's serious, like, Coach. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, anyway, thank goodness we were Christians. We got over our nonsense and mm-hmm. we worked through things. But that was the point is that you know we were at that bridge of incidents. Mm-hmm. We could have gone either way. That's right. But we had specific core values, number one. But number two, uh, I really didn't want to go that direction. Right. And so we we stuck it out. We worked on it. And then for the last, gosh, we'll be married 30 years in March, 27 years of being best friends. So that's uh, incredible. You know, sometimes the bridge of incidents is, you know, maybe you are in that relationship where you're not happy or it's, you know, the other side where, okay, do I leave or do I stay? Right. And can it be something fabulous? So only you can decide, but I think the key in what you're saying 
is the bridge of incidents is where the test of what you really want is actually it's where what you really want is tested exactly you have to be honest with yourself at that place this is exactly what i'm talking about and so every time a client establishes a goal or they conceive a goal in their mind it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter what genre of work it it doesn't matter because it's all individualized but once a goal is formed in your mind it gets tested yeah it gets tested are you willing to change to have what you want or are you going to try to rationalize the rest of your life experience away? Yeah. And the bridge of incidents basically says just that. If you're going to do something different, you have to decide and move forward in that direction. Otherwise, you're going to go in the other direction. But there's only two possibilities. There's nothing else in between. You're either going to do whatever it takes to have what you want from this life, or you're going to settle from something else. And wouldn't you say, though, that the outcome, whether you settle or you go after it, is actually proof that you're getting what you want. It is. Because you can't BS the subconscious. It, it is, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I was saying to one of my uh, co-workers the other day, because she likes my work on the vagus nerve, and she mm-hmm. said, you know what? Uh, she says, I'm, I'm really into that. I see what you're saying right now, and it's changing the way I practice. And I said, that's good. Because I said, you know what, when a person comes to me or they're like, look, I'm dealing with depression and anxiety, I personally don't listen to that. I don't focus on that. That's a symptom to Mm -hmm. me, right? So it's like, okay, you got some depression, you got some anxiety. Okay, there's a reason for those states of mind, those states of consciousness, but they are not permanent. Mm-hmm. So that's clear. Mm-hmm. Those things are not permanent. You cannot be permanently depressed, nor can you stay in a constant state of anxiety. You can't do it. It'll kill you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what we find out then is until that person is willing to really address what is actually happening, yeah. they'll stay in that place. So what are we asking for? We're asking the person to touch the truth of their inner experience about what they want. Now, this is excluding the fact that I just lost someone. Somebody right, just something died. catastrophic yeah, where there's yeah. a reason for it. Yeah, yeah, so we're not talking about that because there's a mourning period, yeah. right? But even in a situation like that, too, there's a way for me to check that down with and the person. And if you're not careful, your brain will get in that pattern. Even you know, At first, you have a death in the family or a car wreck or financial disaster. Okay, but if you don't you know, get out of that, it becomes a way of life. Exactly. So you really have to recognize what do you want and what are you willing to do about it. And if the person says, well, I don't know, they're avoiding the bridge of incidents. They're avoiding the change because it's impossible for a person not to know. You come in there and you're depressed. So what's going on? Well, I, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You're depressed, but you don't have an answer. Right. Okay. So somebody like me, I see right through that. It's like, okay, you're scared to, to say what's really going on in your mind. Well, yes. okay. Then as long as you want to exist in that place, you're telling yourself that everything else is happening to you is acceptable. Yeah. That's the key or thing. Or out of your control. Yes. And there are some things. I mean, you know, you have situations where a drunk driver hits a family member and kills them or where someone gets COVID, they die or, you know, a 
spouse refuses to do what's needed to maintain the marriage and you end up in divorce, there, there is a factor of other people affecting you. But where the power of the individual is, is a response. Exactly. And that is the one thing that you're responsible Man, for. Man, that is really good. Yeah. Responsible for your response. That's Did right. Did you get that? <laughs> Give it to me. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, so one of the things that's really interesting is that when someone says it's possible for you to have what you want, there are some people that listen to that and say, I think that's bullshit. Oops, excuse me. But that's what they'll say. And it's like the minute that person is thinking that, it's like, well, why is that? And then you start to listen to them. And all of a sudden, you'll find out why they think that way. Mm -hmm. Because they continue to do things that undermine their ability to be happy. So you can't take your finger and... um, Press down on one of your nostrils willingly and then say you have a difficult time breathing. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like you have to own up to the truth of your experience. And that's where your greatest test of your faith is. The bridge of incidents, mm-hmm. the self-discipline that you need to cultivate the faith so you can do all those things that you want from life. And that's um, where the truth meets BS on that ep- on this episode, because like if you look at, you know, if people say, well, this was done to me and that mm-hmm. was done to me. And, you know, I've been married, you know, five times and, you know, my kids don't like me and, you know, I can't barely pay my bills and all that. You can get in a victim mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can blame everybody else except mm-hmm. looking at your responses to past things. And the reason we can say that you thinking that you can have what you want is BS, the reason we call BS on that is because you have people that have already proven it so. If you look at Colonel Sanders, I mean, the dude was in shootouts, coach. A guy was killed over a gas station. Those people in Kentucky were crazy. Oh, yeah. And then... He makes his you know, recipe, right? Okay. And uh, no one would uh, buy it. He goes over to Australia. They love it. Comes back here, finds out a guy stole his recipe and was cooking in his restaurant after he refused to buy into it. So guess what? He could have quit there. Instead, he said, okay, I have the recipe. You know I have the recipe. Mm-hmm. And you can either... Uh, become part of my franchise, or I'm going to sue you. And so guess what? Kentucky Fried Chicken was born. Mm. This was after the man's hotel burned down. I mean, the depression. I mean, there was just, at 65, he finally became a success. 65. Oprah Winfrey, remember? She was abused and abused. She was fired from her first journalist job for getting too emotionally invested in the stories. And she's probably one of the richest women in the country, a billionaire from it. So we have evidence that you being a victim of your circumstances just isn't scientifically correct because people have overcome the same or more. Circumstances are the grist. They are the area where you are tested. Mm -hmm. No one is without circumstance. Right. So once you realize that you're not just a victim of circumstances, but you are, in fact, a circumstance yourself. Yes. Then you start to make those changes. And one of the best ways for you to make the changes is to clean up your thinking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 
Now, that Colonel Sanders mm-hmm. thing, you know, I heard the business about the 65-year-old, but mm-hmm. I didn't know about the oh, other yeah. piece. But that's incredibly motivating, right? It so, is. <clears throat> there is something really powerful about hanging on to the end to have what you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably one of the best things about my experience a few weeks ago on a hunt. I was like, oh, my gosh, I changed my life with that. Yeah. And I was able to stand as a witness of it. I'm... I probably have hundreds of miles around me, and I'm the only one out there in the woods. And yeah. I'm like, this is my life. Yes. And I like it. Yeah, I remember the first time I did the training. It, uh-huh. At the time, the course was called Genius Communication. I've changed it to Persuade Like a Boss. But it was in-person training at a local business. Did the very first class, nervous as all get out. Because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't understand. We're introverts. We need That's time right. to recharge by That's, ourselves, right? That's right. So you can imagine if you're an introvert, the nervousness of not only speaking in front of strangers, but also launching something that you've invested your entire heart into. Yes. Where you spent a year wondering, is this going to work? Mm-hmm. And getting mm-hmm. all the knowledge and the skill you need, overcoming personality constraints where you'd want to quit. I mean, mm-hmm. there are several bridges of incidents oh, yeah. in that journey. And I got done with the first training, and I came home and I told Mike, I said, I found the reason I was born. Which is interesting because, you know, I've done many things. Mm-hmm. I even have a ministry. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you'd be, oh, oh, your divine calling wasn't why you're born? No, my divine calling is in business. <laughs> so, yeah. no, it wasn't until then, no. right? And uh, so, anyway, it's like, this is why I was born. Right. And I'm so thankful for, you know, just the continuous steps of those, all those pieces I dreamed and envisioned mm-hmm. are just coming into play. Mm-hmm. I remember my first website I built, when I look back, I am so, I will turn as red as this cover on this microphone. It was embarrassing. <laughs> and I redid it and it was all right. It was definitely mm-hmm. more professional. Now, just by hours of mm-hmm. looking up, you know, code and, mm-hmm. you know, looking at other websites, like I like that and taking those pieces. Now it's something I can proudly send people to. Mm-hmm. And so you always start with the overwhelming fear. Will this work? Am I wasting my time? Will I actually get what I want? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes, you will get what you want. And so when you look at the bridge bridge of incidents, it's kind of like, you know, if you fear heights, sometimes you just gotta cross a bridge though. There is no other way. You do. To the other side. You know. I remember I went hiking with my friend Cindy. She lives in the Springs. Mm-hmm. And so if you're from that area, uh, it's, um, uh, oh, I just forgot what it is. Anyway, it's a old, they call it a castle. Mm-hmm. And there's some hiking trails over near it. And of course, you have Garden of the Gods over there. But we were in a different area. And there was a bridge we had to cross, which I don't like bridges yep. at all. They freak me out. Yeah. So we cross a bridge. And guess what's on the pathway or on the side? A what? rattlesnake. Oh. And there's no way around it. You either go forward mm. or you're stuck there. Mm. You got to call in rescue because of mm. a rattlesnake. And so it was funny because I don't like snakes either. So we just got across a bridge. Everyone knows I hate bridges. I hate heights. They make me a nervous wreck. We get over it and then there we hear the rattle. And so now we're all like, great. We're going to be, we're going to die here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're going to get stunned. Yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. die. And so they're like, what should we do? And I said, well, I guess we better have faith in the protection of Jesus. And we just keep on walking. I, but walk softly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we, and they're like, well, are you going to go first? Okay. 
coach. I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I was scared. And I walked softly. And then they walked softly and we made it past. But the decision had to be made to face that danger and walk past. So sometimes you do have to walk softly. I know you got something in there on walk softly. I do. But there's, <laughs> there's something right here that I, um, I actually posted this yesterday. And it just something that was really, it struck me. Um, it's a quote. It says, you're going to be happy, said life. But first, I'll make you strong. Mm-hmm. So listen to that again. You're going to be happy, said life. But first, I'll make you strong. Mm-hmm. That is the bridge of incidents. Yes. Mm-hmm. You want to be happy. Yeah. But in order to be happy, you have to have strength because there's something that you're required to do. That's every life, yeah. right? So look around you. Everything that is around us tells the same story. Mm-hmm. That's why the themes are always the same. It doesn't matter where you are on the yeah. planet. It's the same. You say you want something, here comes your test. You say you want to be, so from a religious, religious perspective, mm-hmm. you say to yourself, well, I'm going to be a devout Christian. Well, good luck with that. Because here comes a test of your faith, right? right? You want to be a successful businessman, athlete, the great health, whatever it is, there's always a test in this life. As a matter of fact, you can't really use the word faith without understanding that it implies by its very nature that you have to undergo testing. Yeah, um, one of the things that helped me years ago is, you know, again, um, being a Christian, uh, also having a ministry. Mm-hmm. I was studying, I was fascinated with the idea of faith. Mm-hmm. And I recognized people have faith all the time. Like you have faith that when you sit in your chair, it's going to mm-hmm. hold you. You have faith the mail will come each day, except mm-hmm. on holidays. Yeah, You have faith, blah, blah, blah. So we're always living from a place of faith in our day-to-day lives. Um, but there are some things that are intangible that are not yet developed, right? Mm-hmm. So you may have times where you're like, oh yeah, I can do this. And then you have times where you're like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so when I was studying where the uh, Lord told his disciples, oh, you of little faith, I was confused by that word little because it only takes the size of a mustard seed, right? According right. to him, which is that's, tiny. That's right. So I'm like, it can't mean little as far as size. I need to figure out what this means. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I'm a questioner, I'll be like, well, why did he say that? Or why does it say that? Or what does mm-hmm. that mean? That doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. You know, so I'll start digging. Mm-hmm. I found out the word little means underdeveloped. Yes. So now I immediately, obviously being a you know person who loves fitness and training, I immediately went to the gym in my head. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's weightlifting. In order to develop muscles, you have to have resistance. It's the same thing with faith. You have to have resistance. Anything too easy has no value, right? That's oh, right. Messy coach is smiling. He's shaking yep. his head. His whole body's <laughs> responding to what I just said. So it's that to me is what the bridge of incidents is all about. It is. It is. It's a crisis moment, right? It is. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, so you are here say things like discipline is the bridge between thought and accomplishment. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So where does your faith show up for you? It doesn't show up in the things that you do well. Mm -hmm. It shows up in places where you are at your absolute limit. Yeah. In whatever your testing is, right? So 
when you think about something that you are striving for, there comes a point in time where you're just not sure um, how it's going to work out. Yeah. But you have a belief in what you're after. Mm -hmm. So you will do whatever is required of you, right? You will change your thinking. You will change your behavior. Yeah. You will change your emotional responses Mm -hmm. so they are in line with that which you seek. Yeah. And when you do that, you achieve what you want at whatever level that is. If you do not do that, then you are still getting what you want. You just may not like the harvest, right? Yeah. Because it's difficult for a person to acknowledge, well, I quit Mm -hmm. and I'm happy, right? Now you have to reason it away. That's exactly right. And once you start doing that, then that's what your life becomes. Your life becomes a series of excuses if it's not a life that's going to go in the direction continuously of the thing that you want. One of the most common excuses is I'm too busy. You know that, oh, coach. Yeah. That's my pet peeve. Now, can yeah. you say that again? Discipline is a bridge between thought and... Accomplishment. Okay. Absolutely. It's the bridge between thought and accomplishment. And by the way, a lot of these truth bombs that he throws out, um, I, well, I'll probably make us eventually a separate Instagram account, Coach, mm-hmm. for our Hell Yeah, Li- Hell yeah Life um, stuff, but... Uh, I put these thoughts on my Instagram page. I don't know if you notice, uh, like challenge thoughts, preconceived ideas. Mm -hmm. When you see those posts, those are part of the work that me and Coach do. And it's uh, on the Instagram at Sherry Ann Wilson. So if you want to know some of the things that he says, just go there and you'll see them. Because usually every week I've got it. Uh, But it's just, you know, like a summary of our thoughts and things when we do our episodes. Yeah, you know, so I think... One of the things that we want you, the listener, and the clients to know that you always have to be prepared to change. Mm -hmm. And so in our work, we help you to change that which is most critical. Right. The way you think about things. Yeah. Because your life, like it or not, is a sum total of the thoughts that you think. Right. So when you look around you, your relationships, your health, your family situation, your business, um, your financial situation, you're looking at thought forms. Yeah. yeah. That result in behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, here's a formula for you. Here's a truth bomb. Huh? Hey, I'm ready, coach. <laughs> okay. It's, it starts off like this. T, like in the letter T, Mm -hmm. plus F Mm -hmm. equals B. Okay. Or C. Okay. That says thinking plus feeling equals behavior or consequence. Mm. Now, I can keep adding variables to it because I could also make that A, right? I could say thought plus feeling equals accomplishment, right? Mm -hmm. And that would also be true. 
So one of the things that's really important is when you start thinking about what you want and you want to institute something that's different, you need to make sure that your thinking is changed. And if you're having a difficult time changing your thinking and you get frustrated, then you need to be able to engage in the certain practices that help you to change your mind so that your subconscious knows that you're really ready to break that thought pattern that you've been on. Yeah. You're not going to do that in one episode. And this is why so many lives are unchanged. It doesn't matter who you go and see. You could see the greatest speaker in the world. But until you learn how to change your thinking, after you get off of that high from that event that you just attended, the momentum of past habits are going to be right yes. there waiting on you, right? Yes. And I think also whenever it's you want to affect change in your life, it's important to know you will face many bridges of incidents. And one of the <laughs> things that came to my mind that I thought might be good to throw in before we finish up, Coach, is personality constraints. Mm. Um, that's one of the three to thrive principles, you know, of mm -hmm. when you uh, want to do something different, reach a goal, you have to assess what knowledge you need. You have to assess what skill you need and practice, right. but you also have to assess your personality. That's right. And, you know, in my work, I use the, the disc model. Uh, you can go into any personality, mm -hmm. but here's the two things you got to understand. Mm -hmm. You have weaknesses already. Right. You know, any assessment will tell you. Uh, so, for example, for D personalities, uh, one of the weaknesses can be impatience. Right. Uh, how would that translate? Well, I had to exercise great patience when I was getting my business and all the groundwork, the course material, all of that done with no 100% guarantee I was going to accomplish what I was going after, right? Right. And so I had to exercise patience. Um, but the other side of that, so you, know, you can assess your weaknesses. I mean, can you literally write them down and say, okay, these weaknesses might be a problem at the bridge of incidents because that's right. where you face them. That's exactly That's right. where you're facing it. So like for an S personality, which is going to be 65% of the hearers, uh, your uh, one of the top weaknesses is a resistance to change, literally. Yes. So you already have a built-in resistance to change. You don't like conflict. You avoid it at all costs, and yet you're wanting to affect change. <laughs> so you just got to know that. You got to know that that's part of it, right? That is something that absolutely can be overcome and change. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have that. I can become a patient person. Mm -hmm. You can become a person who embraces change because you right. recognize the benefit. Right. Uh, so that's the weaknesses part. But here's a key a lot of people miss. Any strength overextended can become a weakness. Yes. So I'm just going to say this really quick. Stop saying that you're a nice person. <laughs> so you're in a situation a personal situation and you feel like somebody is taking advantage of you and you're angry and you're upset. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop doing that. There is nothing more important than you, the listener. Enlightened self-interest is the term we like to use, which says that if you don't take care of yourself first, you can't take care of anyone else. Yes. Right. If you don't recognize what your real needs are and what you need to do to have what you want, then how do you help someone else? Right. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you keep attracting situations into your life that feed an old narrative. Right. 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 And this is one of those things. It's like, so stop. You want something different for your life. Ask yourself, what are you willing to do? Mm -hmm. And then sit with it. Mm -hmm. Because the minute you say this is what you're willing to do, here comes your test. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. You're going to put down that cigarette? 
go ahead and stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Guess what's getting ready to happen? You're going to go into that next business meeting and somebody's going to stress you to out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. next thing you know, it's like that cigarette's going to be waiting for you. You know, it was interesting, Coach. <laughs> when I quit smoking, let's see, I was 26, I think, or 24. Let's see, Kent was four. So that's 17 years ago. Um, no, 26 years ago. Okay. So yeah, I was 22. Man, I was younger than I thought. And uh, and so I, you know, I quit smoking, and it actually wasn't that difficult for me. Mm-hmm. But here, what, where my test came from, it was crazy. I had a dream that was so vivid that I smoked a cigarette that I woke up disappointed in myself. And I asked Mike, I said, did I smoke? I mean, it was that vivid. And he's like, no, you didn't. In fact, I don't think you've had a cigarette since you laid them down. That was a year after. Mm. It wasn't like stress from people was affecting me because to me that was just an excuse. It was a dream so vivid. It was like, well, I might as well just pick up a cigarette. So it can be weird stuff that can test your resolve. Yeah, I need to chime in on this with you because this is a story here. Um, I'm working at a level four prison here in New Mexico. I'm also in a relationship. Um, beautiful woman, just absolutely beautiful woman. She used to smoke too, and I used to join in there with her, and we used to smoke and have a drink. But I couldn't handle cigarette smoke, but I smoked yeah, a cigarette. Right. So one day, I knew something was happening inside of me because I just could not get, make myself feel good. So I'm driving into work one day, and as my habit, right, I'd have a cup of coffee, and then I'm going to have this cigarette, and uh, by the time I would smoke the cigarette, I would be at the installation. Yeah. I picked up a cigarette this morning, and I, not this morning, excuse me, but on that say, particular... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up the cigarette on that morning, and I put it to my lips, and I was like, mm, like I was about to vomit. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this all about? Mm-hmm. So I drove a little bit longer. I was like, hmm. And then I went to do it again, and I got the same reaction. And then now I'm talking to myself, right? And I'm like, what the hell is that? And the next thing I know, as clear as day, I heard it in my ears. It says, you are afraid. And I looked at the seat mm. next to me like there was somebody sitting in it talking mm-hmm. to me, right? I'm looking over there and it's like, there's nobody sitting in the seat. That's in your brain. Yeah. And I knew what it was and it scared me, right? Mm-hmm. The message was, you were in a relationship that even though on the surface it looked great, it didn't meet your deepest needs and you could no longer compensate in behaviors that were out of line with who you were. Your core. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was so afraid because I knew then what that message says. You are getting ready to leave that relationship. Yes. That was a bridge of incidents for me. I tried to hang on and as much as I could, but eventually I had to let it go. And I'm glad I did. Because if I don't do that, my life is not here in Clovis right now. You know, that internal pressure that we talked about the last couple episodes, mm-hmm. um, you know, like when you start feeling that, you know, you need to take steps, withdraw, slow down, things like that. But that internal pressure was actually a confrontation with the lies you had been yes. telling yourself. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. This is not who I am. Yep. And all of a sudden, who you are came knocking. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you know, we need to do something here. It was. It was. And... I'm a deep personality, too. Mm-hmm. So once I realized I wasn't going to escape the fear, mm-hmm. I just did my belt buckle up, went to the house, and was like, oh, excuse me, I need to talk to you. Yeah. 
beautiful woman, goodness gracious. And I was like, I need to go. Mm-hmm. She was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with you? I said, I need to go. What did I do? I said, it's not you. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. And if I don't leave... I'm going to die, mm-hmm. right? And that's exactly what I said because I knew it was true. Not from anything strange, but it came from the recognition that once I learned the truth of what I really needed it mm-hmm. and it was no longer avoidable, if I attempted to do anything other than embrace that truth, my life was going to be steadily in decline and I could not take it. And here's the thing that's important to understand, too, because you you said this in passing, but that if you had made a different decision, you wouldn't be here in Clovis. I think that the audience needs to understand, because, you know, it is healing community, healing business, right? Your decisions, even personal ones, Mm -hmm. will have an impact on a lot of people. Yes. And so... It's being true to who you are and being authentic yes. is crucial. Uh, overcoming impositions of what people think you should be, all of, all of those things, your personality constraints, your strengths, all of those things. Because, Coach, if you had made that decision, this podcast would not exist. The coaching intensive would not exist. It's where you're true to yourself that you can impact even nations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to make the decision that I know is true to who I am. And, and that in itself will impact people in such tremendous ways where, you know, what would Clovis, what would the people that we have, you know, friends and relationship mm-hmm. with, um, where and what would the impact be if you had made a different decision? So I think that goes to a core belief that people need to understand that each person's authentic self is crucial to others. It is. And your value cannot be underestimated. Now, I'm not talking about you being your authentic self like, you know, H.H. Holmes said he was born to be a murderer, you know, or Mm. anybody else. We're not talking about stupid crap like that. We're talking about the unique self you are, the gift sets, the talents that you have are crucial to other people in this world. And if you can recognize your value and understand that, your decision's not just for you. Yeah. So for me, it's leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, my role is leadership. It may take, it may filter through a different process, Mm -hmm. but it's still leadership. I help people to lead the life that they want to live, to make critical decisions that change their life forever. Well, in order to do that, I had to learn how to walk through all types of emotional and psychological challenges, yeah. right? And we're not talking about a broken person, but we're just saying it's like you can't serve in the world unless you can prove that you can do these things. Yeah. And nothing can hold you from doing what you know is true. And once I made that decision, I was never the same. And you're free. It I, feels good, actually. Yeah, it is. And I am. And so right now... There are people who will listen to this podcast that I may never meet. Right. And that is the type of leadership that I'm talking about. I'm here. I enjoy a great relationship with you and the work that we do. I just, I can't imagine what I would have been doing had I not made that decision. That's what I'm saying. It's like, my, I could not see that far. Right. Whereas right now... Um, I can look down the road Mm -hmm. and I can see what I'm going to be doing. So, ladies and gentlemen, about ready to 
Well, uh, yes, I think that that's a good place to end. Uh, I do have two good newses. I know that newses is not a word, yes, but I is. just made it up. <laughs> we create words all the time. <laughs> so the hell yeah life is our focus, right? If hell it's not yeah. a hell yeah, it's a hell no. That's right? it. Well, the first sample run of the hell yeah life planners will hopefully be this week or next week, Coach. Oh, yes. That's been a year-long, actually several years-long mm-hmm. dream. That's so right. that will be coming to pass soon, speaking of goals and if you want to, you know, affect change. But the other thing is the sign-up page for the Hell Yeah Life Coaching Intensive will be ready either this week or early next week. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, you want to do something great going into the new year and onward? You ready to stop using phrases like, I'm living the same old, same old life? This is where you need to be, mm-hmm. right? We're right here in your community. We're not mm-hmm. on TV someplace. We're not across the planet. We are right here in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And we'll be online as well. Ooh, so yes. local and online. So I just want to tell people that. And then um, follow us on Instagram. Uh, again, Sherry Ann Wilson is the uh, the handle. Uh, Sherry with an I and with an E. And then um, leave reviews and share because it's about to get crazy in this place it's going down 